Welcome to episode number 86 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this week's episode, I'm interviewing Halima Diallo, who's an FNP out of Georgia. Halima is a wonderful example of what's possible in a short amount of time when you have a really clear vision and you go out and you agree to take a lot of messy action. And she talks about how she has built two businesses, namely a private practice that focuses on HRT and weight loss for women and also a coaching business, very similar to the work that I do. It has been a pleasure to know Halima and to watch her grow her business and to watch her get out and try things and leave her job in your urgent care to pursue entrepreneurship full time. So I think that you will enjoy this interview. Halima is a pleasure. She's a lovely human. If you were in uh, Georgia, and I think she said that she is in the Atlanta area, um, you should probably know Halima because she's a mover and shaker and she's going to do amazing things over the next few years. I think it'll be a pleasure to watch uh, and see what she goes out and creates. So so um, without further delay, here is Halima and her story and her beautiful mix of wisdom and practical advice for anybody who is really looking to get out there and get going with only one and a half years of experience as an NP. Okay, let's get to it. Hi, Halima. Welcome to the Nurses Living the Good Life podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. It's a joy. And I'm actually really curious and excited to hear about your business because I know you've been making some progress in it. Um, and you have two arms of your business. So we're going to talk about, um, about both of those, but let's start first and we'll get into all the details, which I know everybody's excited to hear, but start first, if you would, please, by telling people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Hello everyone. Um, hello, and I'm very excited to be here. It's a pleasure to join you today uh, and share my, you know, experience in this journey. My name is Halima. I'm a family nurse practitioner. Um, actually, I have only one and a half years experience as an RNP, but I have a five plus years experience as an RN. So in total, maybe about seven years now experience in the nursing field. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your businesses. So uh, I have a couple of businesses. Uh, one is like, you know, the uh, I have my own private practice. I specialize in women's health, like medical weight loss and hormone replacement therapy uh, geared toward women. Uh, but I also have a, a, a non-nursing uh, business that I, you know, I have, I do have a store on Etsy. I've been running that for about two years now, where I sell handmade baskets from my country, Senegal. Uh, but I just recently also started uh, a coaching business for uh, especially immigrant women who are interested in their nursing field and they, you know, you know need guidance and, you know, mentorship. Uh, to to create a uh, business or, you know, create a, like a get into the nursing field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What made you create, and this, the coaching business is called Elevate, correct? Nurse Elevate. Yes. um, Yes. I'm still working on the name because I, you know, trying to find what resonates better with my patient or my people. Uh, But right now, as of now, it's uh, Nurse Elevate. Yes. Mm -hmm. And tell me why, what was important to you about starting Nurse Elevate? So what's really important to me is empowering uh, women, especially, you know, when we move here, I moved here 
12 years ago, I did not, I luckily I've been one of the, you know, I will say lucky because I had the guidance that I needed and the support that I needed to know, you know, the path and how to get to where I want to be. So, and a lot of people don't have that uh, chance and they, they, they don't just don't know how to get into the nursing field and uh, they struggle and I'm here for those people and to guide them so they don't, you know, they don't waste time trying to do things that, you know, don't work out. So, yeah. How did you come into nursing? What was the pull for you to do nursing? So nursing, I've been always passionate. Actually, my, when I was 10, when I turned 10, my birthday wish was to become a doctor. So, you know, I've always been passionate about helping. I've been a, care, I'm a caring person, I would say. So when I moved to the U.S., uh, I had a couple of options. When I was in my country, Senegal, I had a, like a, my associate degree in business communication. So when I moved here, I wanted to pursue that path. And But my husband told me, you know, I'll be honest with you, uh, it's very hard to build a career in that uh, area especially you know if speak uh, English is uh, your second language but also the the job uh, you know there's not a lot of offers there so I would recommend looking for something else so <laughs> it was hard for me to let go that because you know I already started working in Senegal and I was like you know what I really don't feel like starting over but if I would start over I'm really interested in the healthcare field because when I was in Africa I did not have the chance to be to go to med school or nursing school anything like that because there in order for you to uh, go to med school you have to have um like you have to be oriented in the science field and i'm really like a human like a human uh, how do you call it um the study uh, human uh not science uh, so when i had my high school degree they they or they put me onto the uh, communication anyways so when i moved here i'm like okay you know this is another opportunity and my husband explained to me you know you can still do nursing and you can still have your you know, your degree and all that. But my only one condition for me to go to nursing school was like, I was not going to stop as a CNA. You know, that was my condition to my husband. I told him, you know, if I have to go to school and, you know, I really want to build my career, I'm going to have to go for my bachelor's and my master's. He said, yeah, it's possible. You can still do that. So that's how it started. So what do you like now about the businesses that you run? Oh, my freedom. I, you know, I'm really, really happy. Like throughout my career, uh, like I was always uh, thriving and looking for that um, fulfillment, you know, um, and I had hard time finding it, even though my family and my like friends, they're very proud of my achievements. You know, every time I had my ADN, my bachelor's, my master's, they were all, you know, I already bro broke the glass. I already, you know, coming from an immigrant family, but also a, a culture where women stay home and they, they don't usually build a career, especially, you know, joining both with marriage and career. It's very, you know, I definitely uh, did beat the odds. But to me, I wasn't fulfilled. I still knew that, you know, this is, I'm still not where I want to be. And that's what pushed me to going to, toward, you know, entrepreneurship and business because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So mm -hmm. I really wanted that freedom. So how long have you been in your private practice? When did you open that? Because I know you said you moved into your office location in April, but when did you start your private practice? 
actually i start my first paying client was in october i think october 24th so so october 24th last year was when i had my first paying client so i started a patient so i started as telehealth while working full-time at an urgent care uh, until i decided you know what I, I gotta, you know, I gotta leave and focus on my own business. And that's, that's, that was in April. And then, so October through April, how has your business grown? I presume that it has, if you've moved from telehealth to having a location in person and what just by the way, what state are you in and where do you, what states are you licensed in where you offer your, your services? Georgia. Um, I'm currently yeah, I live in the state of Georgia, but I'm licensed in Florida, uh, Vermont, uh, Colorado. I'm working on, you know, getting other states. Uh, so. Got it. Okay. Good for you. That's incredible. Okay. So how has your business grown from October through April? And then what made you make the decision to transfer or transition into having a an in-person component? So it definitely uh, definitely makes a difference to have a you know in person com in component because uh, before then I had like very like little like my panel was very low uh, and um, and even me when I was doing the telehealth I felt like something was missing you know that in person interaction is very very important and um, once I had an office and I started people seeing people in person then uh, my 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 panel doubled. Uh, if not tripled so and I really think it's important to 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 do both for people who are thinking of you know telehealth but also in person it's good to start as telehealth but you know the hybrid model I really think is the best model for, for sure do you remember what your Clifton strengths were I'm sorry do you remember when you did your Clifton strengths when you were in the when you were in the program do you remember what they were uh, not really. I'm not sure. If I, I no. Agree. Okay. I wondered, cause I, I think that you, if I remember correctly, I think that yours were, had, um, key components of relationship building. And I wonder too, I, cause I, I, you know, feel the same way in terms of the component of having an in-person location. I really like the opportunity to have conversations and to be in person with people. And, um, and, and I, and I also really appreciate the beautiful advantage of having an online business and being able to do telehealth. And I wonder if those of us who are the relationship builders of the world who appreciate conversation or appreciate human connection and, you know, that we may trend more toward having an in-person component because for us, it meets, you know, it helps us to use our strengths, our advantage, um, you know, whether it's in terms of our marketing or the way in which we communicate or, you know, the ability for then our clients to have great experience and then go out and become referrals for us, you know, and to send people back to the business. So, um, okay. So how did, so in your nurse elevate business, what are you like, what kind of service? I know you do the coaching and you're helping women, but is it more that you want to explore, a nursing as an option for them, or it's more that you are looking for the people to come to you who are interested in nursing, but they're not quite sure where to start and you're going to help them, you know, just make sure that they don't waste any time. 
Yes, exactly. So it's both really um, because nursing is my expertise and my you know background. I'm really comfortable helping them there. But I also did a lot of other things, right? So I am comfortable helping them in other ways. And really, my goal is to help them see really what they want to do and work toward that. It can be anything in terms of you know owning your own business, uh, you know, working for somebody, things like that. But I really want women to see their um, capabilities and also uh, what they are able to do. And uh, yeah, so it's, it, it's, it's different. It's, um, you know, it can be a variety of things that they want to do, but definitely the nursing path. Because, you know, I went, I walked the walk and I know that mm -hmm. if they go through the, like the, for the nursing path, they have chances of having, you know, a, a good career and then also being financially, you know, uh, stable. So that's why it, I really think that's a good path for anyone who's willing to do the work and get in there. Mm -hmm. What do you, I know you said you like the opportunity for freedom. That's really, it feels good to you in terms of entrepreneurship, but what do you think the most important thing that you've learned since October and since opening up a business and, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and becoming a CEO? So the most important thing I uh, think is like to know your why, you know, the purpose uh, of the reasons why you're waking up every morning to do what you do, because uh, it can be really challenging and demanding. And there are so many moving parts and, you know, things that are out of your control, you know, that you have to pay attention and you have to take care of before moving on to other things. But if you get in the game, in, in it, knowing, oh, I'm just doing it for somebody or I'm doing it because someone else is doing it, then I really don't think that's going to be uh, something that is uh, going to be, you know, long term uh, sustainable for you. Because, again, you're getting into something that um, is you're going to burn out easily. You may be going to have hard time succeeding. But if you're doing it for the reason of, you know, finding your purpose and you feel like, OK, this is what I'm meant to be then things become easy and you can overcome any challenge that comes to your way. What has been the hardest part about being an entrepreneur and building your business? So I think the hardest one is like, you never get to clock out. Mm, <laughs> You're always yeah. working in your business, right? Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a mom of four children and my youngest one is actually 18 months, you know? So the ages are between, from 12 to 18 months and it can be really demanding being home and having to take care of the kids, but also knowing that you have all the things to take care of for your business. But what I always say, people ask me, how do you find time to do this? How do you do it? And I say, you know, if you really want to do it, you always find time to do it. You know, no matter what's going on, you can, you, you will find the time. Trust me, if you don't want to do it, you will find the time. Mm -hmm. um, how, how old is your oldest child? He's 11. What's the hardest thing about trying to build two businesses and have children? What do you think? <laughs> Well, um, they always tell me every time I come up with an idea, I'll be like, oh, mom, don't tell me, you know, don't tell us you starting another business. Not again. <laughs> What's the name? And they are the ones who, you know, always, you know, they are my biggest fans and they support me in the journey. But it's always hard to 
right? To tell them, hey, this is, you know, let's see long term because the kids, you know, they only see short term things. And then when I tell them, oh, we cannot buy this right now, we have to, you know, mommy is building a business. They'll be like, no, mommy, you have a lot of money. You know, you have money. They're like, mom, you signed some new clients. Come on, what yes, are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. So, and I celebrate with them and I share with them, you know, the ups and downs. So they, they definitely mm-hmm. in it. And yeah, it feels good to know that, you know, I'm a role model for them and I'm building this for them. Yeah, for sure. How does, you said you come from a family of entrepreneurs and I'm curious how that has, if you know, and I know you don't have to, anything to compare it to, but I would imagine that you do see a lot of people who either come into your business or a lot of people, colleagues in our community who don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. How do you think that your upbringing and your exposure to entrepreneurship has just, has, has it made it easier for you? Has it made it harder? Has it, what do you think? I really think it made it easier for me because, you know, growing up, uh, my mom always tried to, like, she's been always into doing something, you know, selling here, you know, and my dad did the same. So uh, that made me have a different mindset in terms of, you know, doing things and creating things and also being your own boss. Um, So to me, Things come easy for me when I think about having to start something from scratch and doing it your own versus someone who, you know, uh, was raised in a family where they go to work and come back and work for somebody. So I really think uh, it, it, it makes a difference. Uh, my background definitely gives me the tools and also the drive to say, hey, you know what, this is, you know, this is, this is business and this is how we do it in, in business. Actually, I am the, uh, like, all my family, my brothers and sister, they're all into business. And to me, I was always, I, I would always say, oh, no, I'll never want to do business. I never want to create my own business until I realized, oh, my gosh, this, I, I'm not free. I really need my freedom. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, what is it then about freedom? Like, why is it so vitally important? So, my personality is like i i think i'm a leader and i really don't like to follow rules especially if those rules don't align with what i believe in it's always hard for me like when i look at my career throughout my you know nursing things and always been the one who like why are they telling us to do that why are this Mm -hmm. new policy doesn't make sense to me and you know and i'm always the one that questioned the why and things like that because it's just my nature and um you know i really think uh being a follower is not like unless it's yeah i'm the one who easily break the rules for sure You know, it's funny that we talk a lot about that in our community of nurses living the good life, because the reality is that they're sometimes, I don't know about you, but if you are the person who comes into an organization and asks questions and asks, why do we do that? Or why is it done this way? And sometimes we get a lot of funny or awkward stares, or we are labeled as the troublemakers or the people who just can't be satisfied with the way it is. And You know, and I think from a lot of the bureaucratic institutions, I think we are probably the people who were the thorn in the side because we just keep pushing for change or just ask why. And I, I think that's a hallmark of our community. We have a lot of people in our community who, who ask why, and they are not satisfied with the status quo, whether that's because they recognize the potential harm 
or that and the outcomes associated with it, or because they just say, but there's a better way and you're not, if you're not willing to do it, you know, then that this is, this isn't a place where I want to be. One of the things I, we've also noticed too, is that we have a decent amount of people in our community who either, who sometimes get fired and mm-hmm. how many people come into our community and have gotten fired because they've said, yeah. no, I just decided that it wasn't in alignment and I wasn't going to back down and I wasn't going to cover it up or change myself in order to make it easier for them. And so, you know, I got fired and I, it's, it's interesting, I think from my perspective, which is that I always looked at getting fired as doing, you know, you did something wrong and, uh, and there may be some truth to that and the other opportunity there, the other way to see that is no, you just are the person who won't go along with the status quo. And so yes, by default, you're going to more often be reprimanded, be disciplined, be put on a, you know, um, or be fired. And it's not necessarily to your fault. It's to your credit because it's just who you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really, uh, I mean, to echo to that, like the reason why I left the urgent care is something like that. Cause you know, with the antibiotic overuse, I know, I'm sure you're aware of that, especially in the uh, urgent care, uh, area. It's just, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, let's stop it. And I tried to voice my concerns, you know, these patients don't need antibiotics. They have viruses, you know, and then I was just told, you know, just give it to them. Just, you know, I'm like, and that would hurt me. Even, you know, all the factors that, you know, came into play as well for the, like that made me leave the urgent care area. But that was the main thing. I mean, um, to me, I wasn't doing favor to the community and the, the, my patients by giving them just what they want because I'm told to just, you know, do it. So I am that type of person, even if, um, you know, this is this is how it's been done and that's what because someone told me or compared to the other urgent cares we are actually doing better i'm like okay but that doesn't mean we're doing good i mean we're doing better compared to you know so yeah throughout my career wherever i see something that don't align with what i believe and you know i'm the first one to say hey let's make a change and usually sometimes many times it doesn't come across as you know like taken positively and you know i'm the one being blamed and that's what i also do with uh, my colleagues and you know i really focus on helping them um, believe in themselves but also believe in the, their ideas and even though someone is telling you you know they don't agree with what what you are saying if you know this is the truth and this is what is supposed to be don't be afraid to express yourself because I see a lot of nurses on the floors and you know practice they see that is not good and it's not right but they just following i mean um if you want to make a change if you want to make be a change agent don't be afraid to speak up okay that's really important to me i really want people to be to not be afraid to speak up i mean job yes you know the financial stability you're afraid to get but do it the right way approach the right people but be a change agent speak up and say hey you know maybe the staffing ratio and things like that you know but don't like you don't like it and you don't say nothing you go home you clock out you come back the next day you keep saying oh i'm gonna quit i'm gonna quit i don't like it i don't like it but then when the team the leadership team comes to you and ask you questions of about what's going on you say nothing you'll be like oh it's okay no it's that, yeah 
something mm-hmm. that I just why? wanted to add. <laughs> yeah, why? Tell me why it's bothersome. It seems like that's bothersome to you. Tell it, me why. It re- it's really bothersome uh, because I mean, to me, if something is not right, be that example, be that first person to say, "Hey, this is not right." So the people coming behind you, you are paving the, you know, you you making the change so they can they can uh, move uh, with that and. Uh, yeah, me, I'm that type of person. I mean, yeah, I will. And I really think everybody should be the same way. If we want to see change in nursing in our field, we have to speak up. You know, we are the one leaving these problems. And if we don't speak up, no change will be made. Nobody's going to come from the, the administration and things like that and make the changes. We are on the floor. If we are asked to say something, say something. Don't be afraid. Say something. You will always find another job anyways. <laughs> But especially in this current market, that's, that's, that is, um, for sure. But why do you think that they're afraid? Like why, what, what do you think holds them back from, I mean, yes, of Uh, course, maybe they're afraid, but what else, is there anything else that you see? I mean, to me, I really think it's the, to be that person that is on the side of the group, you know, and be that outsider, um, and that's that's the like they want to they want to look alike and want to be just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes it's uh, innate, and some people are just like that. You know, we all have our personalities and things like that that you cannot change. And sometimes that's just what's holding them back because they're afraid to come across and being judged maybe or like um, paying the consequences of their acts. Even like I'm not saying, but we know like um we know how to follow the protocols and the rules and things like that Mm -hmm. but if you are given the power to speak up speak up okay don't be afraid to speak up and then uh because i've seen that throughout my nursing career like working in patient primary care urgent care and I work with a lot of nurses and around me, and I feel like I wish I could just hold their hand and say, hey, you're not happy? Let's change. Let's see why. what makes you happy. I've I seen a lot of nurses that hated their jobs. I mean, every day mm-hmm. they clocked out, of, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, until today, those people are still on these floors and I know they're not happy and they're not thriving, but they're still coming in every single day. Like I talk to these people and I say, some of them, they say, Halima, we know when you say you're leaving, you're leaving. I said, yeah, because if I say I'm I'm leaving, I'm, I'm looking out. for something better. I'm, I'm an action taker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that uh, stays between me and the, like the act, taking the action is thinking about it. Okay. And mm-hmm. rationalizing, rationalizing it and know, okay, this is possible and analyzing and I'm taking actions. I'm not afraid to take actions. Okay. And if this, this is not the right thing, it's always, it's okay to change your mind. If it's okay to say, okay, this is what I wanted to do yesterday. And today I changed my mind. It's fine. But uh, you're not going to see change or results unless you take actions. You know, when I decided to open my own private practice, right, I went to a lot of groups and I was asking for advice. And many people told me, no, it's not a good decision. You are a new grad nurse, NP. You have to have five years experience, six years experience before you can open your own practice. I said, no, 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 no. Not true. That's my biggest drive. If you want me to do something, tell me no, you cannot do it. Then you will see. The... 
Yeah. I love that. So, no, I, that's, I, uh, yes, of course. I think that's where we get along, which is that, yes, we're driven sometimes by that, uh, you know, oh, they say you can't do it. Oh yeah. Let yeah, me, yeah. Uh, let me show you. Yes. Yeah. I'll take care of that in just a second. Um, good for you. That's, it's incredible. And I, I wonder too, if, um, that I think there's a small percentage of those who are, uh, out there who, would align with that because I agree. I see it. And I'm probably biased because the work that I do is mostly with people who come to me and they are burnt out and they are tired of doing the same old shit and they want an out, but they don't know what they want. And they are either, uh, they are indulging in some confusion or they are not, uh, acknowledging the power that they have, right. Mm -hmm. That I don't right? like you and I, right. People can come to us and you and I don't, we can't actually make anybody do anything, right. Can't make anybody feel anything, can't make anybody do anything. Although we can give them plenty of resources, a lot of support and guidance, a lot of mentorship, a lot of consultation, you know, walk the walk. This is how we, you know, these are the recommendations. And, And I think you and I would both agree. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it of just, that our, that brand or that type of nurse is that we are probably not in the majority. What do you think? No, we're not. Absolutely not. We are yeah. definitely not in the majority. And my goal is to help at the other side and be, um, be willing to, to think outside of the box and mm-hmm. also be willing to take risks because i think our brand likes to you know like uh is afraid of us to come out of the norm and you know the mm-hmm. routine and and risks but you don't know what's out there unless you try it and you know it really sad to me to see someone um have the possibility to be happy to be fulfilled and not take any action toward that every single day you wake up you do the same thing that you hate okay but you say um it's okay because this is how it is no i mean to me you define your your destiny or your whatever your your happiness it's you define it you give yourself the tools and the actions to get to where you want to be but you first of all you have to exactly you said you know they have to know what they want you know if you're not clear on your goals even if someone asks you what are your short-term goals you don't know i mean then there's a problem, you know, you haven't done that exercise of, you know, self-reflection and thinking about, you know, this is me, this is where I am today, this is where I want to be. And in order for me to get there, there is work to do, and I'm willing to take the steps and the the, the sacrifices that I need and, and to get there, yeah. I, you're... You're a natural coach because I, you talk about so many things that we just, and I, and I, I chuckle because we just wrapped up coach training here and I had a bunch, uh, many clients who came in and I trained them all advanced practice nurses and trained them on, you know, coaching skills. And you talk about so many of the things that we talked about over okay. our two day in-person event, which is, you know, where are you today? Where do you desire to be? And what are all the steps that you need to take it? It, we also talked about taking messy action and just being the person who commits to, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how it will work, if it will work, but I will just take the next step and I will figure it out and I will try something. Um, I laugh and that you talked about too, the idea of, you know, the brain is set up from an evolutionary perspective to protect us. It is always scanning 
for saber-toothed tigers on the savannah as though we were in prehistoric times, you know, searching and hunting for food. Uh, And so it is, it's so common that we see that many people, especially when doing something big, right? Starting a business or a private practice or building an online course, whatever it is, learning a new skill that it can feel really terrifying. And that fear can feel very real because it feels dangerous and uncertain and new. And, you know, our brains are really set up to um, help protect us, to keep us safe and, um, you know, to decrease uh, pain and increased pleasure. And like, this is how the brain is set up. And so, uh, so you're a natural coach, I think in terms of just how you approach things and the way in which you look at the world. And, um, and so I just applaud you for, you know, being someone who's just out there, you know, making, giving other, um, especially nurses the opportunity to, or people who are trying to come into our field, uh, the, the opportunity to just really take their power back and say, look, like, but this is what power I have, right? I can choose to be afraid when things are terrible. And I think there are a million things that need to be fixed on the unit and I can choose to stay silent or I can choose to actually be afraid and have the conversation when someone asks me what needs to be changed, or I can be the person who's not afraid of getting hired for, because I understand what I do and how I show up and I've got my own back. And so it's not a big deal. Like I'll just go out and get another job. I mean, it's a beautiful, that's, that's, self-efficacy in a nutshell, right? Which is like, yeah. I'll figure, I got this. I, I'll figure I it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, okay. How, tell us what's your version of the good life. I'm curious to hear that. And what, what does that living the good life mean to you? So my version of the good life is finding your purpose. I mean, I, through, again, I'm going to say it again. Um, my family have been applauding me with from with uh each step of my career you know having my id and my bsn creating my business and things like that they've been very proud of me but to me it wasn't nothing it did not mean anything to me because i did not find my purpose now today we're talking i can tell you anna that i have found my purpose Okay, being free of having my own business, you know, seeing my patient because I'm I'm a nurse first, right? So I'm really passionate about that patient interaction, patient care. And that's what I translate to my relationships, but also, you know, this coaching thing that I really want to do is because I'm passionate about helping people achieve their goals in terms of any types, like types of goal, health, wellness, uh, career, life whatever but what drives me is to see somebody come from a point of uh despair and loss and uh self low self-esteem and things like that and empower that person and help that person see uh their value um their their gifts their strength and and show them the way uh, like my family, my friends, they can tell you, oh, Halima, she's always pushing us. She's always, you know, that person mm-hmm. tells you, you can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So that's my nature, right? So my good version, like uh, my version of a good life is keep doing that and being um, 
a person who is always helping these, like helping people around me achieve their goals. Now that I have my practice, I know I went to school for, you know, all these degrees and I want to utilize that and I want to use it and help people in, you know, achieve their health goals, right? So I am, I even though I don't have like 10 patients a day or something, I'm not busy and financially I'm not where I want to be for sure, but I'm happy. I'm happy because I get to wake up in the morning, eat breakfast, you know, with my kids, help them go to school and drive my car and come to my office. It's quiet. I see my patients in my own term. I see them for 30, 40, whatever minutes I want, the amount of time I want to spend. There's no protocol of this is how you talk to the patient. This is Mm -hmm. how... No, it's my way. And this is Mm -hmm. my version of life. Because my patients, when they come and see me and we talk, they cry. They cry because they they are happy that they found someone who listens and who cares. And Mm -hmm. if this is really something that drives you and that's why you became a nurse, always pursue that. Try to find ways to nurture that. Don't lose that. Don't let nobody take that away from you, okay? It's really hard to do when you, but there are very good jobs out there, companies that value that and just Mm -hmm. look for that. You know, the money comes and goes, but your happiness, your peace, I mean, there's no price to that, yeah. Mm. Uh, that should go on a quote board. Yeah. The money <laughs> money comes and goes, but happiness and your peace, there's no price to that. I love that. There's no price. Yeah. Maybe on your Etsy store, maybe they need to put that on a like little plaque and then on a little, a little canvas board and make, put some little art behind it and sell it. It'd be all your motivational, um, you know, pieces. Yeah. On In my bedroom, actually, I have a, I have a, a and what's there, like, it's not a big, not anything it's just uh from um i forgot the the author of that quote but it says the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be Mm, and that's something mm -hmm. that i read every morning every you know when things are hard i read that i said okay the only person i'm destined to become is the person i decide to be so i have the power to make that decision and along with the you know i'm not strong believer um so you know with the power of god and you know the almighty Mm -hmm. i know he guides me to get toward where i want to be but First of all, I'm the one who decides and have the wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, it's fantastic. I, it's so exciting to hear you. And just after, you know, working with you a bit and watching you grow and it's so exciting. I'm, I'm just excited for you and to watch you continue to create your own success and, uh, and, and glad that you're here just to share what you've done and, and so many, I think pros of wisdom, which will undoubtedly be very helpful to many people who are listening. Okay. Yeah, if people want to find you, how do they find you for your private practice? And then how do they find you for Nurse Elevate? So for my private practice, it's uh, uh, tilmacare.com and even the Instagram and TikTok is all, you know, tilmacare.com. And for the coaching is Nurse Elevate. Uh, right now it's Nurse Elevate. It's on Instagram and um uh, and web the website but hopefully i'm thinking about changing the name like nurse your dreams that's the name that really you know resonates with mm-hmm. me so maybe yeah. they will find that nurse your dreams i'm in the process of creating a, a course and it's going to be a live course and it's going to go live in november 1st and that's going to be like over four weeks we're going to have like live uh, sessions and if people are interested to join they can you know enroll now and this is where we really deep dive into you know talking about it 
any person like, in any level, if they are in entry level, they already experienced nurses or they're just interested in the nursing field. But the main thing is like about <clears throat> mindset and also changing the way they think about them, um, themselves and things like that, but mm -hmm. also setting goals and and yeah, a lot of good things that I'm, I'm, I'm planning to do the, for that course for sure. Amazing. Congratulations on that. Um, and well, when you say Tilmacare, it's T-I-L-M-A, correct? C-A-R-E. Yes. One word yes, is yeah. Tilmacare. Oh, yes. Tilmacare. Okay, perfect. We'll put the information in the show notes so people can find you and click yes. the link so that they can uh, get in touch with you if they have questions or just want to meet you and realize uh, and, um, and come in contact with another, you know, beautiful human who has so much um, impact uh, so much to share with the world. And so yeah, I, absolutely. I am so excited for you and I Thank wish you me. nothing but the best as you Thank continue you. to go out there and create exactly what you desire and you become that version of you. You decide to become that version of you. I wish you nothing but the best. And it's been a pleasure just to get to know you a little bit. And I'm glad that you're here on the podcast. Absolutely. And I really appreciate your guidance. And, you know, you helped me see things clear when everything was, you know, okay. But uh, and um, it's a pleasure meeting with you and working with you for sure. Oh, that's that, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. All right, Halima, go out there, make some money and keep us apprised of your success. We would love to have you back on the podcast as you continue to grow. And, um, and as always, I mean, you know, this is your opportunity to go out and create your version of the good life. So thank you for being on the podcast. I'm so glad that we had you.